The Yarmouth Dennis Red Sox show up to Red Wilson Field three hours before their game. It's Tuesday, July 2nd, and YD is getting ready to face Wareham. The Gatemen have been one of the best teams in the entire Cape League for most of the season, but the Red Sox have won five of their last seven games and have climbed from last in the East all the way up to third. Many of YD's hitters spend their time in the batting cage behind the field. Some of the pitchers are up in the press box, however, analyzing and discussing their mechanics. That's what you're trying to do to load your back hip instead of actually hinging into it. So it's almost like that as opposed to creating space in your hip to be able to express force into the ground. The game day interns won't get to the field until around 3.30, but several others are already there. The broadcast team for YD starts setting up in the press box, while Wareham's broadcasters test their equipment at a table set up just behind the backstop. Alex Chapman, YD's MLB liaison, is also out and about. Come to the stadium, prepare a scout roster for all the scouts that show up, go and interact with them, hand them out the roster. If they have any questions about our starting pitchers, any injuries or anything like that, I'll tell them about that. Um, I also make a uh, stat sheet for the people who show up to the stadium. Um, and alongside with that, I do the blast uh, motion technology. I put it on the bats for all the hitters during batting practice and during the games. Interns and volunteers are the lifeblood of the Cape League. And for YD, those interns fill countless roles. Broadcast intern TJ Mathewson is in his second year as one of the Red Sox commentators. So uh, there's three broadcasters here with YD. One person always has off on an off day. You know, it's more hanging around the cage, talking to the players, um, just kind of hanging out on a day where I would say I'm calling a game. I'm usually I'm prepping, I'm writing stuff in my scorebook, I'm looking up storylines, stats, everything I need to know, starting pitchers and all that stuff. And then preparing the broadcast, making sure everything's all set up correctly, making sure the other broadcasters are all set up outside. And it's, it's a busy day. It makes the day a lot longer. There's some that goes in at home, too, just researching and stuff. But in the end, it's all worth it. It's just a lot of fun. Photographer and social media intern Natalie Reed, the other returning intern, is also at the field early. She'll have more to do during the game, but she gets arguably the best seat in the house to do it. So normally what I do is I take everything I need down to the dugout. Um, I'll take my camera, a uh, portable charger, and my phone. And I kind of stay down there. I move around um, if I need a different angle of any shot for the pitchers, um, things like that. But I mostly just stay down there. Um, if I need to run up and get another portable charger, <laughs> I'll do that. But um, it's awesome to be able to be down there in the dugout and watch the games from down there. The Wareham bus arrives at 2.45, right around the time the Red Sox get on the field for batting practice. Small groups take turns hitting into the outfield while their teammates shag balls. Each player takes a few swings, then manager Scott Pickler works with them on mechanics. Oh boy. It's different. Get extended. The interns gather around coordinator and team secretary Elaine Lacey at 3.30. A YD catcher practices with a nearby pitching machine as Lacey reads the assignments, then the interns break off. For game day, it either is the 50-50 raffle, separating into three groups, 50-50 mm -hmm. raffle, merchandise, and then concessions, and then there's like a post-game um, requirements, you know, just cleaning up the field after the games. I like to do 50-50 raffle just because most of the time you kind of go with the um, players and you can kind of go around and just hang out with some people, you know, kind of make some cool uh, conversations with some people, I think so. James Garner is one of YD's 19 game day interns this summer, as is Haley Ziegelmeyer. 
The interns have a lot to do before the game starts, including setting up the greeters' tables and canopies, hanging up shirts and setting up the outdoor merchandise table, lining the trash barrels and moving them in the recycling barrels around the field, setting up the face paint station and raffle shack, and firing up the grill and getting the full concession stand ready. I like 50-50. I've been face painting recently, which yeah. is <laughs> kind of stressful, but it's fun. <laughs> and then uh, concessions is always busy, so I don't mind that either because it keeps you doing something all the time. It's fun. The assignments are also posted on the side of the raffle shack. Every intern knows what he or she has to do before the game and after. The interns are very critical to us. Some clubs have more volunteers and they don't need as many interns, but every club needs help. And especially with social media and things like that, I think most every club uses interns to do that. Um, but it's a good experience for the interns. They get a lot of, you know, there are a lot of them are sports management uh, programs and they get a lot of just game day experience. Wareham takes its turn with BP, then it's time for infield-outfield drills. A YD assistant coach hits balls to the infielders on the team, practicing everything from standard ground outs to double plays to bunt coverage. Wareham takes its turn after YD, then the infield is raked and hosed down for the second time that afternoon. All the setup is done by 4.30, which is good because the fans have really started to roll in. YD uses four greeters, two at each table, who direct fans around the field and hand out statistics sheets and programs. Lyndon Wood is one of the four volunteer greeters Tuesday and also organizer for the 18 that volunteer throughout the summer. Many people, believe it or not, we have people that come from Europe that have never been to a baseball game, period. We have a lot of people that come to this game. They've never been to a Cape Cod Baseball League game. So, you know, where do I go, what do I do, and, and we, we explain, you know, which side, you know, this is the opposition, this is our side. Uh, stat sheet, any, you know, any, any questions, and snack bar, restrooms, point out where all that is. And, uh. Lineups are announced at 445. There's the national anthem, the ceremonial first pitch, a gathering of the managers at home plate, and finally it's time to play. Wareham jumps out to a 1-0 lead on a home run by Jacob Teeter in the third inning. The crowd is quiet to start the game, but starts getting excited in the fourth inning when Austin Wells doubles with one out and gets to third on a single one batter later. That brings Jack Thomas Wald from UNLV to the plate. Wald sends a grounder to short, and it seems like Wareham is going to turn a double play and stay in the lead. Instead, second baseman Darren Baker can't handle the relay, and Wells scores on the error to tie the game. YD, like every Cape League team, has had to deal with a lot of rain this summer. But tonight it's warm, a little breezy, and the sky is clear. Plus, it's two days before July 4th. All the bleachers are packed, and fans and lawn chairs go all the way from the dugouts to the foul poles at the outfield fence, with plenty more sitting behind the fence hoping to catch a home run. Gary Wilson, YD's self-described superfan, is in his usual spot just beyond the third base bleachers. He's been coming to Red Sox games for 10 years and rarely misses more than a game or two each season. I think one of my all-time favorite memories was uh, back in uh, 2016 when we were in the championship series over at Falmouth. Ooh. And I had gotten, as I have been over the years, pretty close with these kids. And by the end of the season, we were, we were very close. 
uh, I'm sort of an unofficial grandfather. <laughs> so I did a little pep talk at the dugout before the game, and I said, look, tonight can be one of the best nights of your young life. You're going to be 75 years old like me, and you'll remember tonight because a fat man is going to come out with a trophy out of his car, and at 9 o'clock he's coming on that mound, and he's going to deliver our trophy to us after we beat these Commodores. So go get them, guys. Sure enough, we won. We were five minutes late. He came out with the trophy at 9.05, <laughs> and as Pickler brought the trophy out to the mound, handed it to the kids, they all started chanting for me, Gary, Gary, Gary. I almost cried. The game stays tied for the next two innings, and I'm starting to get hungry. A big crowd means long lines for food and interns like Mitchell Hayes, who's helping man the grill behind the concession booth. I just like the grill. Why? Just because I like to. Just being with all the people back here is pretty fun. YD sells a lot of the same food you can find at most Cape League ballparks, like burgers and hot dogs and pretzels. But they also have a signature item, the donut burger, which is exactly what it sounds like. A hamburger or a cheeseburger with a donut split in half to form the bun. YD has sold over 7,000 donut burgers, including the Hurler, which uses a jelly donut, and the Screamer, which uses a Boston cream. I've eaten the donut burger before, but tonight I'm wanting something more traditional. Our digital intern, Ed Sutland, however, is feeling more adventurous and goes for the screamer. It's an interesting combination of uh, donut, chocolate, and, and meat. I uh, definitely think I made the right decision going without the cheese. That would have been a lot to go on one burger. The game moves at a pretty brisk pace, but it remains tied 1-1 heading to the seventh inning. Then Tate Samuelson from Cal Poly steps to the plate, and three pitches into the inning, momentum swings YD's way. Solo home run. Red Sox lead 2-1. And they're not done yet, as Bradley Beasley draws a walk and moves into scoring position before Wyatt Young from Pepperdine gets his second hit. Young's RBI single makes it 3-1 YD. The Gatemen get a base runner in the 8th and ninth innings, but Taylor Dollard, another Cal Poly guy, strikes out Teeter to complete the save. Final score here at the red. Red Sox 3, Gatemen 1. YD is now 6-2 in its last eight games and tied with Chatham at 10-6-1 overall, second in both the league and the East behind Orleans. After the game, young fans pour onto the field for autographs, and Pickler has a quick post-game chat with his players. Gelling together, you know, it's this time of the year where they gel together. Guys know their roles and things like that. We're really thin in the bump right now. We've had a couple kids get hurt. So to get somebody to pick us up like that out of the bullpen today and then to be able to go to dollars, that was really good. And the idea that Beller gave me a strong five, that was a big, that was the difference for today. The evening ends around 8.30 with a team dinner provided by a local restaurant. Some of the interns serve the dinner while others take out the trash, fold up the tables, clean up the bleachers and the bathrooms. Whitey's next home game is July 4th, and then they'll do it all again. <laughs>